Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. Asbury Park Vibes is dedicated to sharing information about the live music scene in the Asbury Park area, as well as the bands who've traveled through. Asbury Park Vibes can be found on the web at asburyparkvibes.com, where you will find music reviews, photographs, and interviews of the music we find engaging, interesting, and enjoyable. We thank you for tuning in, downloading, or just stumbling upon our podcast. showered and i put lipstick on for you guys huh are you impressed well uh, we wouldn't want you to make anyone think it wasn't always raining over your house (laughs) hi everybody this is doug drescher for asbury park vibes and uh, we have an interesting uh, video conference today. We have two thirds of every band that uh, Reg is in. So we have, uh, uh, <laughs> why don't I first, uh, we'll start with Reg, Rich, and Dean. Why don't you introduce yourself? Give us the 10 second overview, and then uh, we'll talk about music, uh, what to do when there's no place to make noise, and uh, what we have in the horizon. So, Reg, introduce yourself to everybody. Hey, I am Reg Hogan. Uh, drummer of Defiance Engine, drummer of 19 Dirt, and all-around swell gal. And Rich? Hi, Rich Walter, uh, guitarist of Defiance Engine, and I've known Reg since I was, what, 16? So, we go back. And Dean? I'm Dean Monjoy. I play bass in 19 Dirt. I've known Reg for a few years, and uh, I've been in a band with Frank, who's also in 19 Dirt, who isn't here, and we're in a band called Dab Nebula together. So it's uh, pretty cool how everybody's, you know, sharing members. You know, Dean, I was in uh, Frank's bunker backyard lair a few days mm-hmm. before the world went into lockdown. And, and other than Dab Nebula, it seems like you and he are in about 12 different bands. So that's... We, <laughs> it seems like that. We were in... Uh, the, the Most was three together. We had... Uh, we started with Dab Nebula and Tough Shit. We did that for a while, a couple of years. And uh, I joined 19 Dirt and... That was three bands that we were in together for a while, and then Tough Shit isn't doing anything anymore. So it's cool. Three was a bit much. Just, But but none of you were in the band Shut Up. We are not. Ah, okay. So I get very confused. No, so, but I bet all of us, I, all of us would like to be but, as um, the openings arise. As the openings oh. arise. So why don't we start with Defiance Engine. Uh, uh, Reg, you're the original member you've gone through a guitar player or two, I guess. So uh, Defiance Engine is very much a, a mainstay at the uh, at the Saint, and I've certainly seen you at uh, the Brighton Bar. So how long or how far back does Defiance Engine go? How did you get your start? Defiance Engine goes back several years now. Uh, and we started with Hinge on guitar, 
and the uh, late great um, Mr. Lethal Aggression Salts, John Saltarelli, uh, singing. Um, he left. We got Rich of, I guess Rich was in um, After Black. Ooh. Rich, you could jump in if yeah. you remember where you came from. <laughs> talking about the other Not rich. that rich, the other oh. rich. Oh, there's another rich. <laughs> Are you talking about Pitch yes, Black yes. Sleep? Um, okay. Yeah, from Pitch Black Sleep. And um, then we had a little hurricane in this lovely Northeast. And uh, he had to leave because he was in the National Guard. And uh, so then we tried a couple of singers here and there. And then uh, Jim, our bass player, uh, decided, well, we're just not going to continue to look because it's just taking forever. And he just stood, he stood up and, and he took the mic. And... Uh, and we've been going full steam since, pretty much. Um, Hinge had to bow out, and we've got young master Rich Walter, who uh, he and I used to jam together, dare I say, when we were teenagers. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, just yeah. a little while ago. It was like... Um... And, uh, so, uh, so you, been, you you started out, I guess, around the time of the the the, the big new. What was the name of the hurricane? I'm getting a brain freeze here. Uh, Sandy. Sandy. Okay. So where, it first, was it was a couple years before that. A couple years before that. So where does the where does the name Defiance Engine come from? Um. We we knocked around a few names. We had uh, we had been un we played a show here, a show there under different names, but Defiance Engine came. Uh, it really is kind of embodies what we are as people. We we are collectively, as a band, we are this force, and. Um, Together, I guess you could say defiantly, we are this force and we push forward and we do what we want to do and we sound how we want to sound and um, we do what we love. And I guess so that we are the defiant engine or the defiance engine because of that. And then when Rich came along, how did you know that Rich was the right guy to, uh, to fill in there? Uh, I've always known that Rich is an amazing guitar player, being that we jammed decades ago, uh, and, and knowing that he would have only gotten better. Um, and, um, he, we put up, we put a post up on New Jersey Hardcore Reunion, which is something that he runs. 
And just to like all us, all of us from back in the day, that's kind of how we all started being on Facebook and just reuniting with everybody. Uh, we posted it and about uh, 30 seconds later, he said, I'll do it. And about 30 seconds after that, we said, you're in. Well, that's Rich, I didn't know. We didn't need to. I, I didn't know Rich ran right, the Rich? hardcore reunion. That, that's a big undertaking. Yeah. Oh, you know, it started out, it was supposed to be an actual reunion. Um, we kind of, I threw the page together because I wanted to like bring that whole scene back, you know, one more time, like have a big show. We may have lost Rich there for a second. Yeah, he froze up. I think someday we will have that show, God damn it. But didn't they do a number of reunion shows? Or I know they did one big reunion show about five or six years ago at, the, at one of the versions of the Court Tavern. Uh, I went there, I saw Cyanamid and... Um, uh, no, I can't remember the other bands. It was Reg. It, do you know if that was part of that at all? No, that I mean, we were all familiar with the, that scene, and it was kind of a part of a, of our scene. But the direct scene that uh, that New Jersey Hardcore Reunion was um, was trying to focus in on was the Red Bank and Long Branch scene. That's how it started up. Those are, that's the group of friends that we were really trying to, um, to re-find re each other and play some bands together. You know, like the whole uh, the dirge crowd and the, the Ripping Corpse guy crowd and, and, and that whole scene, Monster Magnet. And, uh, so that, that was a different scene than like I mean, adre Adrenaline OD. Well, I, I uh, that. Oh, that would have been farther north. Yeah. It kind of became the New Jersey, entirety New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but it started out focusing on the the local bands and the local friends that we all used to hang out at Marine Park and get hassled by the cops and um, <laughs> you know uh, as teenagers and. Um, we were all just starting bands and we were in maybe a, just a couple of few years of, of playing uh, in, in the mid eighties. So. Well, I, I need to share with you in the mid eighties, I was a DJ up at Ramapo College where, and that's where I met Ronnie Day and some of his friends. And uh, do you guys which remember- was kind of part of our scene. Do, do you remember the, the Long Branch band? I think it was Send Help. They, they had two songs, uh, Sex with Sheep and uh, Buffy's Dead, talking <laughs> about uh, to uh, Buffy from, I think. Nah, I, that, <laughs> because Ronnie Day is also That might be just before me. <laughs> well, I know Ron's very good friends with uh, Greg, who, you know, the, the now owner of the Brighton Bar. So, Dean, were yeah. you uh, part of the, the, the hardcore scene back then, or is, or is the hardcore outside of your... Uh, your interest there? Yeah, not at all. Back then, I'm a little younger than these guys. And um, I guess I uh, grew up in Jackson. 
And somewhere like during the middle, sophomore, junior year, I, I kind of moved. And, and, and pretty much before that, I had played guitar like earlier. My brother's a guitarist. And um, yeah, after, you know, kind of just moving between crowds, I uh, moved to Lacey and some of those people were going up to CBs for shows. And that's how I kind of started to get familiar with punk and what hardcore was in general. Still really took me a while to get more into the punk influenced stuff. I was more of, more of a metal guy. But um, when I got you know familiar with those people, I, I would just pick up instruments, jams, and um, yeah, just going through shows through the years. I used to go to uh, Brighton quite a bit when uh, Boy Control would play there. And from there, I would see bands like the Wretched Ones and, uh, you know, just start really start seeing all these different kind of styles of metal, of punk, of like a mixture in between. And um, I've always liked stuff a little heavier and a, a little bit more raw. Um, when I was in Jackson, prior to me playing guitar again, I was like very much into hip hop at that time and into the production style of it. And uh, yeah, pretty much just different crowd and like maybe smoking and doing a little bit of a uh, little uh, drinking and weed and stuff like that, you know, just opening my mind to different things. So you weren't part of the straight edge scene is what you're saying. <laughs> Never a part of the straight edge scene. I, <laughs> I, um, I love the straight edge scene. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of awesome people in that scene doing a lot of great things for New Jersey music in general, and probably some of the best hardcore is straight edge hardcore because it's just very intense, very brutal, no bullshit whatsoever. But now, um, now Reg plays drums in both Nineteen Dirt and Defiance Engine. You play bass in Nineteen Dirt, but am I wrong? Do you play guitar in one of the other bands that you do? I play guitar in Dab Nebula. I um, probably met Reg and uh, her husband Jim through a band I was doing which was called Wise Guys and that was more of a hardcore style more hardcore punk I was playing bass in that and that's when I kind of really met uh, Jim got to know Reg a little bit and uh, after that I wanted to do metal again me and Frank hooked up Frank's the singer guitarist in 19 Dirt also excellent drummer and um, yeah, he had uh, the side project he was doing with Reg. I checked it out one night when he was giving me a ride for something and just short on time, I checked out a practice. They were jamming with Ian at the time and uh, I dug what I heard. So my, my knowledge of that, of the heavy kind of music is a little limited, but I, I'd have to tell you, I'm, I find that maybe 19 dirt a little bit more than defiance engine i'm going to say something that's going to be out there a little bit but i hear a real king crimson uh sort of vibe in both bands if if some of the heavier king crimson from a few years back so but other than the things that i bring with my limited knowledge uh let's start with 19 dirt since we have both of you what what are the influences that you guys look to for the inspiration uh for what you do 
Well, I'll just say right off the bat that I take that as an incredible compliment that you hear Crimson in it. Uh, I am a great Crimson lover. Uh, I would say that the influences that we have are like I Hate God and um, Queens of the Stone Age and just a lot of the, the post-core uh, noise bands of the late 80s and into the 90s, uh, maybe a, a, a little bit of Melvin's, a little bit of um, Caius, a little bit of um, the Cherubs, or, I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that influences me as a drummer. Uh, but I also, it influences very much of Led Zeppelin and Sabbath. Uh, so there's that heavy, uh, progressive, um, classic element, but it's very, very new and noise. Well, well. What, what I and think hardcore is and doom. <laughs> what I find interesting is definitely the music end, you hear the Sabbath and the Zeppelin, if, if because it's got a really heavy bottom. But it's also the relationship between, Reg, your snare and your kick drum and the way that you play the drums is very reminiscent of that heavy band. But for both, the, the vocals tend to be more of a guttural, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to say scream core because it's not that, but it, it, it comes from a different place than, than say, the heavy, the heavy sound. Uh, it's got that scream to it. It's got that growl to it. That that uh, it's very um, aggressive and um, kind of shredded kind of vocals. He shreds for sure. Sure. And what about Dean? what about what about you, Dean? <laughs> what, what what did you find? You know, you talked about hip hop, but in your position in Nineteen Dirt. You know, what do you find inspirational? Um, very much a Sabbath and Zeppelin fan. Just uh, that heaviness, a lot, a lot of sludgy stuff. I definitely hear I Hate God. And uh, I've been told that, you know, we have a little bit of a Melvin's kind of feel to us, which is a total compliment. Um, yeah, just like any kind of very sludgy. Frank's uh, vocals kind of remind me of Weed Eater at times. And um, just, yeah, pretty much open-ended doominess. But, you know, I, I like that there's grooves in there at times, too. Some kind of uh, Queens of the Stone Age influence and things that are, riffs that are a bit more driving instead of just dr slowed down, droney heaviness, you know? Well, what I find interesting in, in uh, 19 Dirt, especially, is some of those riffs are mirrored between you and Frank. And I think that's where you hear, uh, dare say, a little bit more of a melody as opposed to a heavy beat. And you also hear the musicality of the band really shows off when you're playing not the same notes as uh, Frank, but you're playing an octave up, an octave down, or a third or a fifth above or below. And I think that that's where I hear the King Crimson piece is that doubling of some of those simpler riffs that pulls the audience in. Uh, 
to do that, I mean, how much do you and Frank have to rehearse to, to be on the same uh, page? Welcome back, Rich. We're going to pull you in in a second. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a little problem. Um, we go through it. You know, Frank is probably more of the uh, architect of these songs and the riffs in general, but I do play a part of uh, the overdrive tone that I'm playing. Kind of reminds me of like something Lemmy would really use, but it's it's just very thick. And the stuff I'm doing on bass has to really drive home. He's doing so much stuff on his own that it has to be its own separate kind of instrument at times. And there's definitely times where the riffs have to be matched up and, you know, things have to be uh, extra thick to uh, get the point across, to get, to get the, uh, the heaviness out there if it's needed. You know, it doesn't always have to be that way. And uh, yeah, practices, um, you know, could be meticulous at times, depending well, on the night. <laughs> I, I have to say, especially, you know, when the two of you guys are going, you've certainly each carved out the part of the audio spectrum that you want. Uh, your your bass sounds absolutely stunning, uh, but there's no mud between you and the guitar. You found your own track. And it, it, it's the kind of thing where if you said you were going to add anything else, I'd say, please don't, because the spectrum is filled. You know, yeah. he's he's got the high end. He's got the screamy part. But that low end you got, and, and I think, is that an Epiphone SG bass you play, or is that a, a Gibson SG bass? It's an Epiphone SG kind of style looking bass, yeah. But, the, I mean, the sound you get with your rig, and if anyone ever goes to see a 19-der play and, uh, and looks down at uh, Frank's pedal board, he's got a small city in front of him. And uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's got some great stuff. And what's really funny about Frank is, all his guitars are these like uh, low-priced Ibanez hollow bodies, and it, it, he just shows that you don't need a two-thousand-dollar guitar to shred. No, so, no, yeah, he, he he works like crazy to get that sound. He's uh, the flea market master when it comes to pedals and just redoing stuff and fixing stuff. So, and that vintage tube amp he plays is 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 stunning. So, uh, Rich, we're going to turn to you. I know you're a big Carvin fan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we were talking about influences, how you ended up where you are in the world musically. So, you know, catch up. Tell us what inspires you. We've talked about King Crimson, the Melvins, uh, I Love God or I Hate God, depending on your beliefs. And uh, I hate God. <laughs> uh, we, we still haven't talked about one of my favorite uh, New Brunswick, uh, not New Brunswick, uh, Long Branch bands, uh, Mode IQ from my, uh, my early 20 years. So, uh, Rich, tell us about uh, your, your musical DNA. Yeah, so, you know, I was probably around 12 or 13 when I started playing guitar, and I was mostly influenced by, you know, the dual guitar trade-offs of people like, you know, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, that kind of stuff. You know, heavy music was always kind of in my life. Like when I was a preteen, I think I only listened to two things. It was Kiss and the Beatles. So like growing up, it was like the melodic and and the hard rock kind of fused together. So I, and that kind of followed me throughout the whole musical journey through my teens because, you know, although I primarily like, 
listen to metal most of the time um, after meeting like Jim in our band, Jim Hogan, uh, he had suggested, we actually met in Brandon Thomas's basement one day and he said, you know what, why don't you, why don't you play a hardcore band? I know this guy, uh, it was Albie, you Reg knows him. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when I discovered hardcore and punk. Cause I, before that I didn't really, you know, I didn't have any exposure to it. Um, but I immediately clicked with it. I was like, wow, this is like, it's heavy, it's fast. And some of the bands that I listened to, like Seven Seconds, it was melodic. So it kind of like drew me right in. Uh, but as my teenage years went on, yeah, I got, I, I was very diverse. You know, I listened to like Al Miola, Alan Holdsworth, King Crimson, um, a lot of fusion players, a lot of progressive rock, and yeah, like nothing was off off the table musically. If if it moved me and it sounded good, I was all for it. You know, I couldn't really be pigeonholed into a oh I'm a metalhead or I'm a punk rocker. No, I was like just a music lover, I guess. Nineteen uh, Dirters, what uh, song would you like me to feature here? Oh, uh, Dean, what do you think? Maybe rules? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'll keep this on in the background. Why is uh, so? That's the song "Rules" uh, off of the album "19 Dirt." I get that on my Spotify. Um, what what is it? What about this song do you think encapsulates who you are as a band? I would say that the little bit of everything to this is very driving, very heavy. And uh, you'll see that a little later on, it's kind of breaking What about you, Reg? Wow, first of all, I can't hear what, what oh, uh, uh, Dean, Dean can you make sure your mic isn't under a pile of socks there? Up to now, he's been good. When you changed everything, uh, talk, I kind of talk lost again it there, down, Dean. It sounds like yeah. yeah like, well, we'll have to come back and fix I, that in a minute. He sounds like he's at the end of a tunnel. Um, you sound okay. So let's turn to you, Rich. What about this uh, song? Okay. Uh, I what the sound we have here and with most everything is that we we usually tend to um mix it up 
in the sense that we, we're driving, we're forceful, we're pounding away, then the dynamics comes in and we switch gears and 360 degrees tend to end up in another place. Uh, and uh, we do that a lot. Uh, I love that. It keeps it fresh, it keeps it, I mean, within a, within one song, we, we go from genre to genre. I mean, it may start off hardcore, it's gonna end up doom, perhaps. Uh, there's a lot of that. Uh, I can attribute that really to the, the mad genius of uh, Frank. He, uh, he really has a vision. I mean, when when the band started, I was looking for something to do. Uh, Defiance Engine was on hiatus, and I kind of put out my feelers, said, I'm looking to do this something that sounds like maybe in the genre of Neurosis, and I Hate God, and that whole scene. And man, he jumped, he jumped at it. Uh, and we started jamming right away. And we had a different bass player. We had Ian from, uh, from OS 101, Kobe Bros. Uh, he, uh, he had to, he had to split. We got Dean. And Dean just like, he hit the ground going 70 miles an hour. Uh, and, um, the funny thing is, we, we had a show, Dean had to learn our entire repertoire, I think he had 10 days. Yep. And he made it seem like it was effortless. Uh, I know there was a lot of effort involved. Uh, so we had probably like six or seven songs he had to... <laughs> that was a little slice of hell, wasn't that? Good hell. It was trial by fire, definitely into the band. It was, it was very cool. The, the, the funny thing you say that it was effortless, right. what's what's funny about just your stage show is, you know, you're going crazy eight bonkers. Frank looks like he's about to spin over dizzy. And it looks like you could push <laughs> Dean over with a whisper. He, he barely moves. You know, every once in yeah. a while, you look over and you're like... Highly concentrated. Uh, well, you sort of worry, did he fall asleep while he's playing? He hasn't moved in about 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, well, let me... It's, it's a highly concentrated yeah, I, have to, I have to concentrate. If I veer off anything, like, oh, let me look at the camera. Two seconds. Like, totally fuck up, you know? So sometimes <laughs> it's better if I'm the statue. And sometimes it depends on the crowd. If you know there's people there and it's cool, you might see me dancing a little. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, before we play um, some Defiance Engine, uh, I was curious. You know, when both bands are on the same bill, they fit well together. What do you see as the similarities? But more importantly, what do you see are the differences? between uh, 19 Dirt and Defiance Engine? Well, um, besides me being the, uh, the, the similarity, uh, I think I, I use different muscles in each band. Uh, I exercise different demons. 
Hold that thought. <laughs> My phone is ringing. You know, while Reg, um, while Reg Hello. answers your phone, I'm going to mute her for a second. Why don't I uh, play a live clip from uh, Defiance Engine? Reg, was that, okay, someone, go ahead. was that someone interested in selling you an extended warranty for your used car? <laughs> Not um, for my car, but <laughs> it, it was similar. Don't trust anyone. I gotta believe you. interesting in talking about the difference of the bands it, it's very much also the bass playing in that Dean Dean has a very sharp articulate sound to the bass uh, and looks for those individual notes whereas uh, Rex um, he tends to have a little less definition but a lot more like it's a little deeper, it's more rumbly than melodic. Uh, but apart from what I see, what do you see to be the differences between the two bands? Um, I think a lot of the differences are derived from the fact of the chemistry that I have with uh, these two guys and those two guys and what I do what I do love is to be in a trio. A power trio is is where my, is my comfort zone. Everything shines. Everything stands out. Everything gets to be an individual power force. You know, uh, as while it's all getting layered on top of each other to be one cohesive unit. Uh, that being said, uh, Jim or Rex tends to be he plays a lot of chords on his bass too he he, he really goes for a, a, he's got a nasty sound he's got that that wandering bass line that i always follow now i've been playing with him for over 30 years being that i'm married to the dude and and his his claim is always that he married me because drummers are so terribly hard to find. Uh, so he keeps one in the house. The the, the difference <laughs> is he keeps one now and nowadays he keeps two in the house because our son plays drums. Sure. Um. He uh. He um. What I love to do uh, is. 
having played with him in, in Daisy Cutter, uh, which was kind of sort of this feel of uh, that whole noise rock scene, that whole power, not hardcore, not punk rock, an entity of that is an amalgam of all of that and metal and, and just uh, all that good aggression, you know? Could you, uh, and then could after you... that, we did Solarize together, which was riff uh, oriented, more so. Uh, or or like they used to call it stoner rock or... Uh, but now I think we incorporate all of that in, in Defiance Engine. Sure. And and with with uh, with nineteen dirt, uh, for me it's so it's so radically different than playing with him for the past thirty years. Uh, to to play with Dean and Frank, it's fresh for me. It's oh, it's a whole it's a different dialogue. Uh, both heavy, both driving forces. One's a little darker than the other, you know. I think 19 Dirt is is a much darker beast. There's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more. Uh, maybe our demons are being exercised in a different way there. Uh, well, let me. I, uh, I very much enjoy being challenged by it. Let me turn That's to Rich for uh, a challenge. Let me turn to Rich for the Defiance Engine. Uh, first, Rich, tell us about uh, that's that's a sweet looking sort of star guitar with a with a Kaler, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, mm. Talk about playing in in uh, in Defiance Engine. Sure. Um, I basically uh, some of the points you touched on uh, about the differences and similarities, um, especially with Jim, uh, his way of playing bass as almost another lead instrument is something I always like, you know, like I was in a band called something else in the eighties, late eighties. And the bass player, Tony in that band was very much the same way. It was a prominent instrument and it, you know, as a guitar player it caught my attention, like, Oh, I like that. I like when the bass, is up front and center. I can hear what they're playing. You know, they're not buried in the mix, you know? Um, they're almost like their own voice and they're taking over, you know, a lot of the melodic parts and, you know, giving it, a, you know, not just bottom end, but giving it a, a real voice. Um, so I always wanted to play with Jim because Jim was another guy in the scene that back from Dirge, you know, I always looked up to and said, you know, oh man, if, if I could ever have an opportunity to play with him, he's the type of bass player that I would, that I enjoy playing with. Um, so yeah, when Reg said, hey, we're looking for a guitarist, uh, I jumped all over that. I was like, yeah, because the other thing I like about it, I do like that as a trio. I think that's great. The, you know, the less, the better in, in the sense, you know, um, but the fact that it reminded me, and 19 Dirt is like this too. I, I don't know if you could put a genre label on either band, you know what I mean? Because even back in the day, like 
we used to put shows together with bands that had nothing to do with each other, right? Like genre wise, you know, you could play uh, a show, a hardcore band, a metal band, a funk band, you know, and the crowd would love it. You know, that's how open-minded everyone was. And I think we came from that scene and now we're playing in bands together. And I think that open-mindedness and that, that just, strive to be something different uh you know it shows through and that's that's what attracted me to defiance engine because i couldn't you know i wasn't i didn't really know what noise rock was the genre and just listening to them i had a hard time categorizing them which i liked you know so that's why yeah i was all for it so up until we were told to stay inside and and wrap ourselves in gauze uh, am I mistaken? Were, were you were one or both of the bands looking at doing a, a more uh, lengthy tour? No. Um, basically, Defiance Engine was in writing mode and preparing that way. We had we had taken a small hiatus and just gotten back to it, and it got. The rug got pulled out from under us with the virus. Right. Um, and 19 Dirt, 19 Dirt is, an, is, is a constant force. And we play all over New Jersey all the time. I would, but uh, I guess. And, and we're trying to. But so, some of you have uh, families. Okay. I'd imagine it might be difficult to do a tour outside of New Jersey. We've talked about doing weekends and stuff. Nothing really, uh, you know. Yeah. So then when we're allowed outside again, what, what can we expect from, from both bands? What, what, what can we look forward to when we're allowed to uh, leave my house? <laughs> uh, if I, I was say... at your house, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> I have a fun house. I have a lot of gear in my garage, and uh, and we just got a shipment from Fresh Direct. So we have I, I eight, bet I bet eight, eighteen rolls of toilet paper and a lot of French bread. But but apart from that, when we're when we're allowed to be in public again, you know, where do we start? What are we going to look for? Uh, I think. Uh, most likely we will be at the Saint, we'll be at the Brighton, we'll be at the Mill Hill in Trenton, which we, which is a, a mainstay for, for dirt, uh, and like around, around the Jersey Shore area, uh, both, uh, the Brighton and the Saint are, are, are HQs for both bands, because I, uh, I, book in uh, sporadically at both places and Dean will book in over at the uh, Mill Hill and uh, we kind of we're dipping into that that way we get to uh, perform with all the bands that we want to perform with and that's a big part of it uh, if I get to if I get a date I want to sculpt I want to sculpt the show that I would want to go to. 
Well, let me jump in. Who were some of the bands uh, either that you've played with? And, I, and I'd like to open this up to everybody. Who are some of the bands that you've either played with that you really like to support? And, and who are some of the bands that you would love to invite uh, to Asbury Park to play at, at the Saint or, or in Long Branch at the Brighton? Well, the bands that uh, we do play with that we love are bands like uh, Shut Up and uh, which are our great, great band. If you don't know Shut Up, you're missing out. Great, great band. Um, who else? What? Um, there's so many great bands uh, in the well, area. Who, Hot what? Blood, great band to play with. Always. Dean, it looks uh, like you wanted to uh, school jump. drugs. Uh, school drugs are they're still uh, school drugs and nervous triggers seem to be making a, a real big uh, inroad in, in the area. So then, then they put on great shows uh, at the Asbury Park Brewery as well. Have you have either of your bands played at the brewery? Both. Okay. Yeah. Dean, it looked like you you were about to say something important. What 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 would be a band that you'd love to have uh, join you guys on stage? Um, for four twenty, Dab Nebula had something with going with uh, Dutch Guts. I'd like to see Nineteen Dirt possibly play with Dutch Guts. Um, it's uh, out in Trenton. Sometimes there's uh, only really a few heavy bands anymore. Most of the shows really, I think, uh, the ones I book anyway, they tend to be a little heavier. And I'm really trying to open up to anybody in New Jersey who's like willing to play and wants to play. You just have to know that, you know, promotion is a must. Sometimes I feel for a great show in Trenton, you need like at least a local. And there's only so many heavy locals there somewhere. So you know, so as good as it is, and it's kind of like they let you do what the fuck you want, you really have to be prepared for some times um, and have your ear out to, yeah, who's big in the area, you know? And if I could do a show with Ides, that would be cool. If we could do shows with Hot Blood, that would be cool. Or, you know, anybody locally or bands in Philly that are making some noise. We did a show with Clamp Fight last year, and that was pretty cool. Do you see, it seems like there's a new resurgence in New Jersey of just hardcore. I wouldn't call it new, but I would say it's definitely booming. It's been like there. Crazy. Yeah, you're hearing, like, I would say um, some younger kids are definitely making noise. Perth uh, Amboy has it going on. Uh, we've played with Balaam, which is more of a grindcore act out of Perth Amboy. But there's great music, great metal, great hardcore. and like every little sector of New Jersey, I feel it's just different, little different areas, little different scenes. So I guess lastly, we've all been locked in our homes, uh, practicing as much as we can. Uh, how have you been keeping your time? How have you been keeping safe? Uh, I have a 14 year old son and uh, We've just been spending a lot of time together. We've been playing a lot of competitive Scrabble. Um, he's a drummer as well. So we we go over that. 
and we share what we love there. So um, the, we have the drums to, to keep us occupied. And, you know, Jim, when he's around, we get to do some jamming. Um, Your neighbors must love you. But there's a lot of movies. Huh? I was gonna say, your neighbors must love the sounds that come out of your house. They don't mind at all. <laughs> what or about they're you? afraid to come over and say so. I, I think that's probably more likely, Rich. Dean, what have you been doing <laughs> to, keep, to keep yourself sane and, and sharp? I've somewhat still been working, which has <laughs> life a little bit more. Um, Hold on a second. Hey, why? Shut up. That's our house alarm. So what were you saying there, Dean? Um, I've still been working at times. You know, it's like not as strict as a uh, schedule, but slow down a little bit, but there's still stuff to do. I, um, I've been practicing a lot, been kind of trying to do some things to the house here and there. Um, my life is kind of chaotic when pandemics aren't happening. I feel like I'm going all the time. So this may have been like a little bit a blessing in disguise for me just for the part of I get to hang out in my house a little bit more. But yeah, I, like everybody else, I am also slowly going stir crazy. And Rich, what are you doing to keep yourself uh, sharp and sane? Um, yeah, mostly like Dean, I'm also you know, working from home during the day and uh, that takes up a lot of time. But um, one of the interesting things I've noticed about everybody being home, and this is kind of what helped me um, get back into the groove of like writing new riffs and stuff was, you know, you got all these local bands that are, you know, broadcasting, you know, shows online now, like, for free and even like national acts, you know, like guitarists I love, get to kind of see an intimate side of their home life, but they're also playing for you. It's like being in their living room. Um, and, you know, two, two of our local drummers, uh, Dave Whitty and Brennan, have been doing this daily beat of the day kind of competition and, you know, that's something I look forward to, like having all these guys broadcast what they're doing made me think, oh yeah, I should probably be doing something like that. I should be touching the guitar, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I for wish, a couple weeks, I, I didn't. I wish we were able to, I, I mean, I don't have that technology to have everybody playing at the same time, but I've seen some really nice sort of acoustic shows, uh, especially the Asbury Park musicians either almost like digital busking or just playing for the fun of it. And it, it's yeah. nice to hear you offer that you've really enjoyed that. That's helped you pass the time. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been great because you get inspired by stuff like that because you can see that life goes on and musicians, their life continues as musicians. You know, they're, you can't take that away from them whether they're trapped in a house or, you know, like running a fever, they're still going to play. And it, sure. yeah, it's been inspirational. Well, I, for one, apart from, and my dog is very excited now too. Uh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to when we could uh, get everybody back together as a 
as a spectator or even as a photographer, I have to admit, I'm even when things open up a little bit, I'm a little nervous about going into a small club with a lot of sweaty, drunk people who drool a lot. So I'm hoping that the uh, the scene recovers. You know, I I, I places like the Saint, um, uh, and 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 uh, the Brighton Bar. I just hope that they can stay you know, viable and long enough that when it opens up that the people will come out again. So it, it's, it's, we are well, in uncharted the, territory. When, when it's time, I think people are going to be so relieved and elated to have some place to go um, that it's going to be a, it's going to be well received. You know, I think that when the time is, when the time comes that we can go and we can we can go see shows again or we can go play shows again i think that people will be um frothing at the bit for it you know <laughs> i'm sure I, i'm sure <laughs>